You're listening to the Paracasual Destiny Podcast, Episode 3. Hi, welcome to the Paracasual Destiny Podcast, Episode 3. I'm with Sally Bug. Hello. Yep, she's here. She's uh, dialing in remotely uh, this episode. And of course, I'm Sewell Time. And we're here to talk about Destiny from a casual player's perspective. Uh, Sally Bug, what have you been up to? Well, um, I was actually thinking about this this week. And as much as I've been playing, I kind of feel a little bit like a fraud calling myself a casual <laughs> player. <laughs> why, don't you, um, why don't you tell the... Uh, good listeners uh why that is well um so i don't know exactly uh what made me do that because oh i know what it was you and i decided that uh we had kind of uh met kind of all the milestones that we wanted to meet for the season of arrivals Right. And so yeah. then we started backtracking a little bit and said, okay, well, and, and since uh, Bungie so nicely extended the season so that we could play it at a more casual pace and take a breath, it's like, okay, now we can start picking up on all this content that um, has been kind of lurking in the background that we've kind of ignored for a long period of time. That's right. And so one of the things that we did was we decided, because uh, uh, we like to do the collecting thing, and it's not that we go collecting and find it on our own. We We're collectors, yep. But but we call up uh, other people who have found all the different lore that's hidden around the... Uh, Shout-outs to all the here. great content providers who make those um, videos. Uh, there's countless numbers I, of them. Isn't it like, it's just like almost every other one where like, we would have never found this. Right. Some no, of them are kind of obvious. It and boggles them, the mind. Different. Oh my God. Some of the locations where Bungie hides these things. I, I mean, I think like one out of 10 of them are like, how did anybody ever find this? You know, it's, there's, there, I think there's people who are just career uh explorers in the world in the you know the environment and uh when new content comes out and there's suspected hidden objects people go easter egg hunting and find these things in the most bizarre some of them are real jumping puzzles to get to as well right right yeah it's 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 fascinating i love it because it gets you and I to one, it, it puts me out of my comfort zone of having to like, uh, practice jumping. And I think that's a good thing for me anyway. Um, I like it because it also has us explore, um, the environments beyond just playing the game. Cause sometimes you can get kind of narrow visioned 
and say, okay, I'm doing this and I'm doing it for this particular purpose. And you forget to look at this, these beautiful environments that, uh, Bungie has created for us to just explore. And it is an open world game. So because of it being an open world game, you've got this, um, this opportunity to go and explore all these it's a real special place. I almost want to say it's uh, that concept that that um, is built into many, many, many video games of just opening a chest or finding something that's hidden is it's been around a long time. But man, does it work? I mean, it is at least for me, um, it's one well, of the most I mean, satisfying. Like it, right. It's in a lot of different games, so obviously more than just a few people like that part, like like doing that. Yeah. So um, you and I have done it in the past, so we've done it, you know, in bits and pieces. And I think we discovered that uh, via another website called Braytech.org that so nicely kind of takes your character and puts this is what you've done versus this is what you haven't done. Um, so shout out to them. Yes, an excellent and, resource, um, right? We were looking at the collections and saying, "Oh, hey, we've got two sets of of collections of lore that we haven't done. That if we do, we could get the Chronicler seal, or is that what it's called? Chronic, Chronicler? yeah, Chronicler, the title. Um, and the yeah the title and the, the seal and then the title that's associated with that seal right so yeah it was like well um since we don't necessarily have to do any of this um you know after you're kind of the basic weekly content and we have this extra time on our hands why don't we do this and uh yeah um we did that uh, over two days, would you say? Um, yeah, was it two or three days? Uh, but yeah. we both got the we both got the title, and getting a title is not easy for a casual player. I mean, a lot of these titles. I mean, for Chronicler, it's the most difficult stumbling block was the Dreaming City, um, visiting, you know, Marasov. And having to wait, like, the whole cycle, the whole freaking three-week cycle that that place is on. Crazy, right. crazy time-gated. And I thought I bizarre... thought for sure they were going to open that up. But I don't know if they have or not. Like, we haven't, we got that a few, a few months ago. Uh, but uh, I would say that is one of the things that, because... It doesn't necessarily, I, I feel like it's a little more accessible because it doesn't um, require as much skill right. in terms of like being able to, like it's a, not a time trial and it's not, you have to do this flawless for, uh, for Chronicler. So we felt like that was one that 
was more within our reach. Like there's others, I look at the other seals and it's like, there's no way this is in my reach. There's no way I can do it. And I realize, it's, and it's from a casual player's point of view, none of those seals, like you don't have to go after any of those seals. But some of them, I think, are more designed for like a casual player. You think and so? someone who can. Ah. And, and just like oh if you just play the I, game i can only and think do... of one that i would call the the casual players title and that would be wayfarer i remember wayfarer just came without even trying to do it just by playing the game well we still kind of had to look it up i think there were a few things yeah um the dreaming city one was kind of tough but then i think once we got wayfarer we're like oh we got a seal that's kind of cool what else is there and I think it was, we saw that the Dreaming City one was the next, um, a next one that was relatively close. Right, right. To being able to get, but uh, some of those jumping puzzles that we did, you and I went hunting and you had to get, be Ascendant. Yes. And find those jumping puzzles. That was throughout. fun. And that was... That was super fun, super hard. Like there was one I remember spending hours just trying to pull off because I have I've stated in in the past uh, I'm jumping challenged. So right, and right. if you don't like jumping and don't like jumping puzzles, I mean the thing is, is that I don't like jumping and don't like jumping puzzles, so I'm not even really sure I, why I torture myself with that. Well, it's I like, think I would have more sympathy with you if you weren't maining a, a hunter, which is the hardest jumping character in the game. Yeah, it's definitely a different yeah. jumping mechanic. Um. Hmm. Um, so you so, got you got you got a, a new title, Chronicler, and and full disclosure, yeah, we we consider ourselves uh, casual players, but casual is is sort of code for um somebody who who has other obligations, doesn't have a lot of time to get on the game, but it could also mean you're you're new to the game, so you're kind of casual. In that respect, I, th- I think it also can mean that your video games aren't really your uh, natural skill set. You weren't born to, uh, you know, have have the skill set to rise to the top ten percent, even top fifty percent of the players skill wise. But you enjoy video games, and you enjoy trying to go in and. Um, do your best and learn and improve, but you weren't born with the the skill set, or you're like us. You're you're so old that your reflexes that you had twenty years ago are just not the same, especially when it comes to PvP and things like that, where you really need to be able to react very quickly. What's in your brain has to translate to what you're doing on your controller or mouse and keyboard very very quickly. Um, right. and multitasking is another thing, you know, right. you know, you're, you're flying through a map, but also looking at the radar at the same time and also listening to sounds and, and there's a lot of multitasking. It amazes me. Some of these streamers who can do all of that and, 
check their phone and see what's going on in chat all at the same time. It's just phenomenal, but uh, I don't have that in me at all. Uh, <laughs> Fratch's Heart says she still doesn't have Wayfarer. I just saw that. <laughs> it's not hard yeah, to get. So, no, it's not too hard. But um, but again, it it's not too hard, but it is one of those things. You, you kind of have to take a look at the list and, and just kind of check things off if you, as you go along. And I think you and I, it kind of uh, matches our... Uh, it, it, it matches our mindset and the way we like to kind of take on certain tasks is to like kind of have a checklist. It's like, okay, we have, what are we going to do today? We like this game. Um, we don't necessarily like PVP. We don't want to go. We, we tend to be a little tentative about playing with, uh, what, uh, the community so graciously calls blueberries in that we don't um i sometimes i'm embarrassed it's it's it's, my it's own like you're your, your your fear of letting them down is that yeah. that's gone away to a good degree uh recently only because i think we're kind of lubed up and we have not been playing at a casual pace um once again we're educators so we have the summer off, which affords us much more time to invest in our uh, beloved video game. So, yeah, but still, that feeling does not go away that you're gonna, going to let somebody else down. And maybe that comes from sort of an old school uh, way of viewing interactions in general on the internet. I I feel like our generation interacts differently with with people or maybe it's just us uh, who knows i mean we we generally don't um yeah we don't we 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 generally don't um uh engage in sort of the twitter verse and uh tiktok and facebook and, <laughs> and all those things at, on outside of a sort of a familial level i mean we use it right. in addition to our personal relationships not certainly not a replacement for and certainly not to a level of engagement that would uh afford us the the luxury of uh commenting uh, with with a degree of anonymity or behind a screen name or yeah uh, something like that. I guess what I'm trying right. to say is those every blueberry we run into in Destiny is another person. It's not just like an opponent, you know. Right. So it's like we will never leave a game early. Like even if something comes up, we will <laughs> we'll let the right. we, we'll let we the try, kitchen flood to... before we leave a, leave a match early, you know, because we feel like we owe it to the other players, right? We're a little probably a little bit too too right. nice in that respect, but anyway. Yeah, that that just but <laughs> that being said, uh, one of the things we did was a little sneaky. One of the things we did this week was a little sneaky. Are you sure you want to divulge that on a public podcast? I don't know if I do or not. <laughs> oh, go for it. Go, hold on a second. We need um, a sound. We need our first sound effect uh, for the podcast for this. Oh, no. 
<laughs> okay, go ahead. Tell, divulge your secret. All right. So uh, back to what we were talking about is getting seals. I noticed that um, I was actually pretty close to getting dredgen, and I have no idea how that is even possible. But I think when... Uh, um, <laughs> when yes, Gambit first bizarre. Came, when Gambit first came out, I played a played it a lot. I enjoyed it, and I felt like, oh well, this is a PvP. I can get my ha- head around because I don't have to do the invading, and I don't have to. I don't have to go and kill other guardians, and I don't have to necessarily kill the guardians as they come in. I can just go run and hide or um, to do my part and I can just kill all the things (laughs) and I can pick up the, or I can let other people kill all the things and I can go invisible and collect all the moats and go put them in, in the center (laughs) bank. Right. Um, So um, I played it a lot when it first came out before it kind of went through its kind of troublesome time. Um, and and got harder i don't know or maybe i just got burned out on it you know what happened was when the season with the drifter came out was it season of the drifter is that what it was called mm, i i don't think so Do you or was it no it was called something else wasn't it season of the maybe drifter? it was season of the drifter it might have been season of the drifter um i got overwhelmed I want to say with this right now, I, it was, and maybe it was because it happened during a time when I was in the thrust of school. And so I couldn't, it's like, wow, this is like more work for me. And I, and I didn't have the extra time to invest, but I couldn't get my head around what I needed to do and, and, and how to do it and all of that. You were just now like, um, spending time with the reckoning and getting all the sets and um, sh- kind of showing me the ropes. And that's something that we're doing content we're doing like now. And you think about, wow, that's content from like how long ago, I don't know how long that season was, but, um, but anyway, long story short, yeah, I did. It was a while ago. Was- it was, I, but outside of all of that, so I didn't really do a whole lot with, with the season of the Drifter, but just looking at the seals, I noticed that for whatever they've done with the, whatever to get the, the dredgen seal, um, I was really close. And the two things that I hadn't done was, um, to get the seal was to kill four invaders all at the same, no, no, kill the whole other team all in one invasion. Right. And of course I hadn't done that because <laughs> that's not my skill set. Right. Um so I pulled out an easy button, got a truth, waited got into a Gambit Prime map, waited until they were trying to kill their um take down their primeval and just shot a rocket at all of them <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> and that doesn't always work. It took s- several games, and by several, I mean probably 20, maybe even more. 
right. just to get, and you had to do that four times, three times. And so, uh, yeah, that, that was tough. Um, and the other tough one, which I think at this point is because of the, the state of the game and the way people play the game now is almost impossible is killing another guardian out of their super. Right. Yeah. That's, and, um, I think I read somewhere that I was telling you that somebody reset their infamy and had out of that all those games to reset their infamy they um ran into that situation like three times and only was successful once so got one one of those light versus light and i think you have to do it three times is that right hello uh, it seems like we've lost Sally Bug. Um, Sally Bug, you may be able to hear me. I can't hear you. Uh, can you hear me now? Either Sally Bug's frozen up, or uh, I think she's rejoining the Discord. Hello, Sally. Can you hear me? Hello. There yes, you are. Yes, I had to. I think. I think. My Discord crashed. Yes, it did. But you're back. So, Welcome back. But I'm back. To the podcast. So, um, uh, yeah, you were saying that you read somewhere that um, someone had attempted it over. Yeah, and time. so the opportunities are less and less. And I don't know if that's because the meta has changed since that particular triumph that's was what, first that, implemented. That's kind of what I would say. I would say the way people play that game. Is it? Sleeper Simulant. You could just take somebody out with, you know, very easily. Like the hitbox was really huge and everything. Then they nerfed that. Remember? Taking right. some... They, they nerfed weapons that could easily do what that particular triumph is. Yeah. being asked to do uh. and so if you're not kind of skilled with a revoker or even have revoker for that matter or um i just don't think there are a lot of people who go in and invade with their super no they stop doing it they, so, especially they, with like a roaming super you can get shut a, down pretty fast they go in with a weapon and uh kill you with a weapon whether it be like what i said with like truth get a tracking rocket and just find you across the map and, and shoot that over. Or if you happen to be skilled with a sniper. Right. Um, or whatnot. It's just people don't invade with their super very often. And what I remember is when Gambit first came out is, oh, I have my super. I'm going to go over to the other team and invade now. Like that was... A thing, and that's what people did. People saved their super to go and use it against the opposing team. And I feel like now, when you play the game, or when you play Gambit, at least from my observation in the last uh, week or so, is uh, if you have your super, you save it to take down the primeval or to kill all the ads and get as many moats as possible. It's just. It's not used. Um, so the opp the opportunities to get that kill another guardian out of their super is very like 
it's one rare. out of 20 games, yeah, right? It's, it's rare. very rare. It's yeah. very rare. But in all fairness, um, you can go to the other side and do super it. Anymore. And you can't go to the, right, you can't go to the other side. I mean, you could go to the other side and maybe they'll, but you could like try to. Well, if, yeah, here's the thing there. I, I went to the other side and, uh, how, how do you shut somebody out of their Nova bomb? You know what I mean? It's like, they're going to, they're going to have. They're going to do blade barrage or Nova bomb. They're not going to, you know, or maybe, maybe. Thunder Crash, whatever it's called, right. Chaos Reach. Right. They're, you know, they're going to do those things. They're not, um, if they're trying to get you. So but how did yeah, you? It, how did you cheat the system? Uh, eventually. So I had done, what was it, seven or eight out of ten? Um, I guess way back when, when I was playing Gambit a lot when it first came out. So I had done quite a few of it, but then I just like, I played and played and played and I was like, this isn't happening. So you and I figured out, it's like, look, we live in the same house. So we play in the same region. We have a general idea of how matchmaking works. So we got on our, uh, our voice channel. We play in the same house, but in different rooms. And so we got on our uh, separate Xboxes, our separate consoles, loaded up the Gambit screen and said, okay, we're going to launch, but not as a fire team, and say we're going to launch it at the same time and get into a, a match together, and hopefully they'll put us on opposite team. Yeah. Um, and that's what we did. And we played, I think, the first two or three games, they matched us together, right? Yeah. Like, we almost got matched together every time. Almost every time, yeah. Sense, right? Yeah. I think there was a couple of times when they didn't where we just kind of backed out of the matchmaking because we could tell we weren't in the same one. Yeah. Because um, you just yeah. look at the countdown screen and you'd say, oh, I'm at six out of eight and I'd only be at two out of eight. So we'd just back out. We'd just cancel it. Right. Um. But then we could tell the countdown was almost identical, and then we'd go in, and then it was like, okay, I'm either on your side, or and we did that. And I think the first two or three games, we were on the same side, so we just kind of played it through, um, played the games. And then the last game, well, and then finally a game came up. And we did this in regular, did we do it in regular Gambit? I think we did. Because we the opportunities would be greater, right? Because the game's longer. The opportunity to get your super back was longer. So right. we did it in a regular Gambit match. And yeah. so we finally got into a match. We were on opposite teams. And you um, so graciously said, okay, I'll wait till I well, have my super. Well, it was cheating. Let's call it what it is. It, it's it, kind of cheating the system. It was. It's cheese. So or cheating. I'll let you know when I'll let you know when yeah. I have my super. So and then you let me know when you had it, and then I would invade and then go hide somewhere on the map away from all the other blueberries so they wouldn't come and get me. And you would come over, and so your blueberries would kind of see, oh, he's going over there with his super, and then I would just kill you. <laughs> yeah, you're so, laughing, yeah. but I I'm wondering if you're I feel if, bad. However, well, well. I think we you're this. Your team actually won that game. 
So even though we did that twice in one game, so but I did take the opportunities away from the rest of my blueberries. Yeah. Um, to, I don't know. Uh, I I do feel bad because it's not something that we tend to do. But I didn't know how. I mean, it's just like it was so close, and I really did try to do this without technically cheesing it um or technically cheating at least i'm being honest about it i you know i feel like it needs to have a little asterisk asterisk beside it well i was just gonna say yeah, the se the seal the seal is slightly tarnished just yeah. ever so slightly i mean it's not as shimmery as it as it would be if you got it uh, through the way it's intended correct right yeah but but in my but in my defense which we we led up to that for 30 minutes <laughs> was uh it's almost impossible to do especially with someone i i mean i get it my skill set's not that great but also just the opportunity yeah. To do it. Well, you know, in, in times of uh, uncertainty, it's it's good when you can turn to a video game for some um, self-esteem boost or comfort. And that's kind of the way I look at it. Sometimes you could go for a bowl of ice cream or you could just, you know, uh, have, have your teammate uh, match into a Gambit game and get you your uh, dredging title right uh sally yeah. sally bug you there you you went quiet just, heart just says you gotta play dirty to be a dredgin so it's like well i mean i guess if you look at it that way uh yeah you're over modulating a little bit i don't know if you can turn your volume down and um, yeah, I in can Discord, your output volume, maybe. I don't know if you can do that from your end or or what, but it seems like you're you're overmodulating a little yeah, bit. Yeah, is that any better? Overmodulation. No, I'm just probably talking too loud. Uh, is... Well, yeah, that's it's the peaks, but it's no no big yeah. deal. It's no yeah. biggie. Okay. It ain't no biggie. Um, so, let's yeah, see. So that's. So that's your dredging, your tarnished dredging seal story. I think with with, with the conclusion of that, uh, it might be time for a little bit of a um, a coffee break. Uh, I am going to uh, just uh, go out for just a moment here. It's coffee break time here at the Paracasual Destiny Podcast. Stay tuned. <laughs> he's going to get a cup of coffee so uh, for those of you who are listening live all right we are back to... uh sally bug are you still there <laughs> i was still talking so i was oh, i was getting okay. ready to ask the chat and you but i already know your answer because we did it together um okay. who watched the um the deep dive into oh my the gosh oh so so beautiful a wonderful thing that they do they used to call them ride-alongs back in the day 
where the right. the devs would get together and go through the content and talk about everything from a design and ideas point of view and they show sort of storyboard or you know bare bones uh, development ideas and what do they call it gray box where they show sort of the early builds of the environment or the mechanics testing out the mechanics test of of the environment and oh my god i love that stuff and of course you know me i'm an audio guy so that i could listen to that audio dude talk all day long about the sounds in destiny because i think destiny out of any of the games i've played has the most layered nuanced engaging sounds of any video game I've ever played, uh, with the exception, perhaps, of Superman on the Atari 2600. And the thing is, is like when they do these deep dives, and the thing that kind of struck me um, when I watched it, and if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend. There's a link to it in the um, on we'll, the Bungie. We'll put a link um, to it uh, in our uh, podcast description as well. Yeah, put it put a link to it because it is so fascinating, especially if you like kind of like the behind the scenes types of of, of you know, it's, you can watch any content creator go and do the um, do the actual dungeon, but to hear it from the developer's point of view and one of the things that it was fascinating for them talking about how they were going to use the dark and light and how they were going to work that out, but the other thing that I didn't notice but they brought up as they were talking about it was how with it's a nine based dungeon right right and the nine has have those symbols of the circle the square and the triangle and how as you progress through each encounter has that same theme so the first encounter has that circular theme and then the second encounter has the square theme you're like in that cube room where you're like twirling around and them talking about how to make them that mechanic work was absolutely fascinating as well and and then you get into the triangles and the pyramids as you're going down ribbon road it's, it was just like wow it's not it was something so crazy. I, like, you know i wish i was able to Pick those things out. And here's a question for you. When you're doing that sort of content and you're going through the prophecy, maybe the fourth, fifth, sixth, maybe even the tenth time, are you do you notice stuff like that? Or is it that your subconscious is picking up on those things, sort of your psyche that's affecting your sort of your your whole uh input system? And the way you feel about it, because I think they hit it out of the park with that dungeon, with that that prophecy. It was, it's unanimously loved by everyone, and right, every everybody yeah. who's given it an, an an attempt, and and I think it's accessible as well. Like it's not necessarily like I like the fact that in the that especially like the boss fight that. I, I don't does it have like a enrage slash wipe mechanic at the end or does it just like if it takes you eight times to go in and kill ads and then get to the boss fight and do some damage on him 
you know, it, it takes you that long. If it takes you that long, it takes you that long. And so I like that. I feel like it is accessible. It's hard, but it's accessible for like, say players like me. Right. And, um, and so hard, but, but doable with two other, with a fire team. Um, I'm not sure it's something, I mean, I don't, I'm not a player that tries to solo material. I don't, I'm not into those types of challenges. Um, so again, again, bringing up the seals. I'm a solo wannabe. Those are, those are triumphs that I don't even really have the desire to try because that would just, for me, that would, it, be kind of futile and very frustrating so i don't attempt those but i know that you do like to take on those challenges they take you a long time but i remember you spending a long time with shattered throne saying i am going to solo this this dungeon mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and, and you were it's determined. much easier to I do now than, than than it was it back then all, i think it was last summer that was like last summer here's your, your content or the summer before, whenever it came out, it's like I'm, I'm gonna do this, and um, you would just like wake up and try that ogre encounter again, um, yeah. with a different loadout. So, uh, you know, I know you like those challenges. I personally don't, so I, I, I stay away from that. Yeah, you can't be bothered with that sort of thing. Uh, you're too busy trying to um, get titles. Um, in a sort of cheesy fashion. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I'm guilty. Point. Guilty is charged. Now, is it okay? I mean, maybe there's a just a, you know, every time there's a cheese that comes up or a, a shortcut or, uh, you know, you always has to have to ask yourself, uh, some of them, there's a gray area. It's like, well, did they put that there on purpose for us to discover eventually uh, a shortcut way of doing or is this certainly not intended by the developers and it circumvents I, their desire for find, you to do something i think we find that out in how quickly they develop a patch for it <laughs> like there's a cheese for something and within a couple of within a couple of weeks they're already trying to develop a patch for it um right. sometimes they just shut down like for instance a, an exotic they're just saying okay this this exotic piece has been inactivated because it's not working properly so is there it are vid- times right it's when there are cheeses that uh players find that they just say nope this breaks the game we're going to shut it down or if it's a cheese that they kind of like are so unintended that they don't want players to do similar to the um the farming cheese right uh, uh, the dungeon no not the dungeon the forges farming cheese afk mm-hmm. mm, see now you're going from cheese to exploit there's well exploit yeah but there are other cheese is it is is it the big question is is it cheese or is it just clever strategy
Um, yeah, so... Uh, or is it exploit? You know, it's, the, it's that gray areas between all of those. Cheese, exploit, clever strategy. But as a right. casual player, I think you want to take advantage of some shortcuts to... Because so much is in the game. So much of the, the rewards in the game are steps, stepping stones. Like... Anarchy, I feel, is a stepping stone to getting more clears in a activity that gives me rewards. That's another stepping stone to doing other things and having fun and an enriched experience. So as a casual player, you're constantly looking at that question of, hmm, is this something I want to do? It could save me a week. It could right. save me 10 hours, you know? Right. Um, so... Like, uh, for instance, I, I'm, as you know, I'm going back and taking advantage of the summertime to revisit unfinished content from previous uh, years and seasons. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I'm doing is trying to do much, as much of the Black Armory that I never got to finish. I'd still like to finish the Niobe Labs puzzle. Uh, and uh, I did recently finally get the Obsidian thing that supercharges... Ada uh, one to give her that glowy effect. And that, that was just a matter of doing the first part of the puzzle, the Niobe labs puzzle, and also getting, um, you know, all the armor together and then going in and doing some, doing each of the forges in full armor and, and so on and so forth. Anyway, long story short, uh, black armory, uh, I started looking, hey, you know, I'm getting all this stuff done. Maybe I should go for the blacksmith. And then one of the things came up, uh, you do these special, you have to do these special bounties that, that appear after so many, after turning in so many dailies, you get these sort of super bounties from, from her. And yep. one of them is, was simply just charging up the, the forges with thrown by throwing the batteries. And I was like, yeah. 50 of them, right? You do 50. Yep. Oh man, I can throw 50 charges. I can do that. And I can help the blueberries out. I can even go in, you know, matchmake with this thing and have fun and you feel be working on weapons. Right. Because there's a, it. let's, let's be honest. There's a lot of bounties that, um, cause you to be less than an ideal team player in the activity and makes you forces your hand to stray from the objective, thus screwing over maybe, uh, whoever's, whoever you're teamed up with, uh, especially, right. you know, anonymous blueberries. Uh, but this was really good. I go in, throw my 50 charges, man, get this done. Well, it turns out not so easy. It turns out that it was uh, just participating in a completely charged uh, forge thing. So you know how you have two waves? You charge it up once with with 20 then you get a, a second wave you charge it up again and then you get the boss so it just counted those so you could get only two out of the 50 done per forge per successfully oh, ignited so forge throwing the last charge to charge to like the 20th is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. As long as you're participating, I think it gives it to you. So each fully ignited forge oh. gives you two out of the 50. So okay, when you're talking so not, about... So it's not throwing charges at all. It's just charged It's com 
charging up. Yet the, again, yeah. the way the flavor text is worded, I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. Then I noticed like, wait a minute, I threw more than two. I threw like right. so yeah, 20. 50, t- 50 times, that means 25 games. 25 games. 25 and you're talking about 25 times. Get, 25 complete games that get Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it yesterday. So I get on and I was like, geez, I wonder if there's a cheese for this because I'd like, it expires in a couple days, so I'd like to, to get it done. So I look it up, and, and of course, all the Reddit suggestions are just dismantle it so you get another one. Don't do that one. It's too, it takes too long. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I went in, and I was halfway done. I mean, they do last. How long yeah. do those super ones last? They're like two weeks? I, They're a little Depending on who you get matched with, it they? can go anywhere from five to ten minutes. So I'm going to say around seven minutes average. So seven times twenty-five. No, 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 do the no, math, I was asking, right? How, how long do those super bounties last? Oh, they're, they're like they, ten the days. Yeah, they're they're oh, okay. they're they're but more than a week. A lot for a casual player. That's yeah, like, no, it wasn't going to happen. And it expires like said, in the next couple days. 10, forget it. Yeah. If it's ten game, like if it's ten minutes, let's just say ten minutes per game if you include the matchmaking in between. Right. And that's like you're ten. That's 10 times 25 is 250. And we've talked about this in the past. That's 250 minutes. 250 minutes is too long. That's asking someone to spend six hours doing nothing but playing the Forge. And what if six hours is all you have for that 10 days? It right. that is not a value of your time. That like no. there are certain there's certain things that they put out there that it's just like Bungie doesn't value the amount of time that you have and being able to spend on this game. And and yes, you and I right now in our in our time right now have a lot more time to spend on the game right but we know from a casual perspective and life is going to be like our perspective say come september and october like our ability to even like do this podcast and what we're going to talk about is probably going to be right it'll be all over now baby blue for us (laughs) <laughs> right so it's like was well, like well we got on and spent like a half an hour trying to get our flashpoint and that was about it that's um, why we get our digs in now while we uh, can but, but anyway so yeah we've talked about the the not valuing the time and that's crazy that 25 that it's too much it's overboard and, and for a casual player for sure so go ahead and um continue on i want to hear your story well, that's it. I'm just I di- I dismantled it, and now I'm just going oh, back to the daily bounties. Yeah. Oh, you did dismantle it. That's oh, absolutely. Or an because if you have it, you can't get another one. If it's in your inventory, you can only have one of those at a time. One of those super bounties. But don't those drop like like they get the the drop rate is crazy low. So if you dismantle that, now you're like. No, uh, it's it's based on how many dailies you do. So, and the daily bounties uh, aren't bad at all from from Ada. And you can do and and are there repeatable daily bounties? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that I think that content is too old for daily uh, okay. bounties. I'm thinking yeah. so. 
That's yeah. crazy though. I that's that's super silly though. Like the six hours worth of of forges. Did they even think that through? That's crazy. That's a lot of forging. I guess like for people who just like oh, really well, love you know, to forge and uh, and it's also the the other triumphs are like 500 kills with Izanagi's burden in the Izanagi's forge. That's crazy too. That's and they have one for you know Yotin in whatever forge that's associated with, and and so on and so forth. And that I one, I think that, it's Le Monarch in in one of them. And what so it's is this Neil? This is the this blacksmith. Is the one with Scourge, well, right? I I'm not. Do, so, like, well, hold on a second. You know, there's there's triumphs, right? But then there's right. the seals, which have particular triumphs, and I don't think those large amount of kills are associated with the blacksmith. The other pr- the prohibitive thing with the blacksmith seal is for us or for me anyway are doing all the raid challenges. I think you have to go flawless in Scourge of the Past and complete some of the ch- other challenges to get the seal. Right. Um, I, for me and and I'm just, a, I'm just a very little, time consuming. I'm a little taken back about that one because for me I feel like a seal should be based on what your personal um what you can do so like running flawless doing a flawless dungeon solo that shows that you're that skilled a player and that you can you can attempt that and do it well but the i the fact that uh this one particular one kind of counts on you having a team that can also play very well. I I don't I I don't think I agree with it. Yeah. Well. I I don't, I don't agree with like trying to get a seal that requires because you're talking about like okay you get in with a raid team you go in with me and you have to do you have to do a flawless run and I die. Because I can't do that sparrow race for the life of me. I haven't. I think I've gotten through all the way once in, right. in the times that I've run it, and yeah. or uh, do the jumping without dying. And that's. that's I mean, not there's fair to you in terms of that means that's just telling you, okay, now I have to take this player that I like to play with. And boot them. No, I agree. I, I agree with you that. I can't. Yeah, they have to go to orbit or whatever to get through that part to do the slow, uh, flawless. And I get and that's, that's cheese. So there's that's at least cheese and an exploit. Or it's it's not if really you an exploit. Do it legit flawless. Then you just say, okay, now I have to play with people I don't actually really want to play with, or that I don't know. Go into an LFG. Or I think you. I you think know, with this ro- with this stuff, you have to take the good with the like bad, honestly. The because there's and you also have to, as a casual player, you have to accept there are uh, rewards and activities that I I will not ever do, or I will be shut out from doing those things. And tr- the first one that comes to my mind is trials. We do not play trials because um i think the only uh, something went out uh i think ghost put on our uh discord uh, that you could actually get 
rewards now if you do 10 games, win or lose. But if if you just want to go in and get pounced over and over again, what's, you know, I'd rather spend my time doling out small rice cakes on the moon, you know, <laughs> honestly. Right. Then right. then so there comes a time where like you have to remind yourself, "Hey, I want to do this for for fun." And not as a grind just to get an emblem or just to get this certain weapon. Um, I think it's okay for the developers to force us outside of our comfort zones to, like I was talking about before, to get the stepping stones to connect the dots and to make the game more fun and enriching uh, in the long run. And it's okay to go through some frustration or get a little salty uh, I think that's okay uh, to an extent, right? You don't want to right. alienate the player so that they are um, not having fun uh, overall in the game. So, well, you know the way seals work. I, I mean, it, it's it's not like again from a casual perspective, you don't really need to go get go after. No, a seal. what's it's it give you? It's just you it's to total do. ego prestige stuff. But it's also it's also something right. that's there to challenge yourself with as well. Like so it's you a, said, you know, or like I mentioned earlier on in the podcast, you and I tend to be kind of checklist type of players anyway. And so it's kind of nice to just look at a checklist, look at it, look at oh Here's a collection of triumphs that you could get together. It it for me it narrows things down, right? And then I look at them and say, okay, this one is out of my reach. I'm not I'm not even interested in trying that. Uh, versus, um, okay, it's challenging for me to go after all of these, do all this jumping, but right. I'm willing to go through that. So you can just pick and choose which ones based on the things that you like. Now, I know there are other players and there's content creators that I've watched um, who just go after every single triumph, right? They go right. after every single triumph. They go after every single seal. The um, completionists. The completionists. And right. they're skilled enough to do that. Right. And, um, and it's a challenge, and I think there's parts of it that are that are very challenging for them. But, um, yeah, more power to them for, for getting that done. But Absolutely. Uh, that is not, that's not me, but it's nice to have a few things that I feel that are in my reach that I can do, even if it does take a little bit of um, dredge and sneaky. Dredge sneakiness. That should be the title of this podcast. Um, <laughs> for sure. So, um, is there anything else? There's some patch notes. I mean, the, most of the This Week at Bungie... Have you been paying attention week? to the uh, the chat, by the way? That's your job, isn't it? I have been. I've been, been kind of keep it, keeping tabs with it. Yeah, well, let so, bring it up. I can't, I'm not always on the chat. I'm doing other things, but uh, definitely when you see something, bring it up uh, so yeah. that bring my attention to it. Yeah, well, one person, uh, Fractious Heart, <laughs> had said only one person has to go flawless in the dungeon, and I was just saying yes for the dungeon, but um, for the blacksmith title specifically, you have to have a flawless uh, scourge run 
and I think it's the whole team has to be. Right, but you you can kick the bad bad sparrow riders to orbit for that part, is my understanding. Right, but again, that's a cheese and an ex- exploit, not a not as intended for what they said. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's like I don't think they expected you to just send everybody to orbit and only have two well, people go through. There's plenty of mechanics. There's plenty of raid mechanics that uh, allow for you to put your two best whatevers forward, doing a certain and task. And why not that? Why know. not put your two best sparrow riders uh, to the task of getting through that, while the other people just sit in a well off to the side or go to orbit or whatever, right? I, again, I, I I agree I, with you. They didn't patch it, that's so a thing. that's a way of getting through it. But I think it's a cheese. I don't. I think it's a cheese, and in addition, not to an that, exploit. I I, I do t- I do take exception to uh, a seal that's a personal title that requires you to have teammates to also go flawless. And that's kind of where, that. There uh, is places in the game like that. I, I right. Yeah, I but, can't think you know, of anything right now. But I, we've been up against and I that. I was wondering because uh, we had just started to dabble in doing the um, Crown of Sorrow. We have not completed that raid yet. Um, we've started to. We've attempted it a couple of times. We attempted it earlier this week, and that wasn't going to happen. We just weren't in the right mindset to. Um, to learn it. Uh, but I know that there's a mechanic that you can do to go flawless um, in that one as well, but I don't know if there's a title that's associated with it. Uh, there's probably a triumph associated with it, but I don't know if there's a title that's associated with yeah, it. I don't, I don't mind there being a triumph associated with it. It's the title that I feel is a personal achievement thing. That's where I have a problem. Right. Personally, I think if it's a personal title, you should be able to achieve it on your own. Uh, maybe with the help of your, uh, you know, with with teammates, because obviously you're you most of the time you're playing in a, a fire team, or not most of the time, but there are many things that you do that you're in a fire team. But um, yeah. Uh, um, so. I think I think the balance between um, well, there's there's three modes basically, right? There's solo, hopping into yep. Destiny by yourself and doing stuff and interacting with the environment, and sometimes you get sucked into a little blueberry co-op in a in a public event or something like that. Uh, then you can matchmake in solo with other players that you don't know, and then there's uh, going in as a fire team, uh, those activities. And I, I feel like over the past four or five years in destiny two, how long has destiny two been out now? We're we're coming up on year four. Four. Yeah. Uh, This is four years. We're, we're finishing up year four. No, year three. I think we're finishing up. We'll go Uh, into year four uh, this fall. And I'm pretty sure. Maybe. I don't, know. I don't know. Somebody can verify that um, in chat. I, I Time's thought, relative. Yeah. So, yeah. um yeah, you know, I think Destiny I think they've done a good job of balancing out those three modes, don't so. you? Yeah, so it makes sense we'll be going into year 4. Um yeah. so, so don't you think they've done a pretty good job of balancing out so that 
solo players can have some fun with the game. Uh, and, and you know, f- uh, from a casual perspective, we don't play the game so much. Well, we do as of recently. And you know what? It's a You get to that point where you just need a break from it. And, you, you know, we call it a breakstiny. Um, you go play another game. I've been sort of dabbling with uh, Red Dead Redemption, the original 360 backward compatible version for the Xbox One. Having fun with that. And I've also been doing some achievements. And uh, we were talking about treasure hunting in video games with uh, AC4, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, which I love. I just love that game. And it gives you, you know, just a different... You know, and then, of course, real life stuff, too. You've got to mix it up. You just can't burn yourself out. So when you hear people complaining about there's nothing to do for solo players or solo players are locked out of this or that activity, I right. I feel I, like there's I actually, enough. That's funny because I just said um, uh, Fractious Heart had put and said, I think it's okay that some titles are locked out to high team achievement because Destiny isn't really a solo game. And I just said it's a good point because I think at its core, Destiny wants us to play with others. They want it. Ah, uh, definitely. Games. I think the whole they fault. want it to be it's like they the, don't want yeah. people. They have given absolutely some. Uh, like you, they dabble in it. You know, you've got the PvP, and you can go in as a PvP solo player. I think they finally uh, put the Rumble playlist in, so if people only want to play Rumble and they don't want to be on a team, they have they right. Just but I think they've made concessions to people who complain. It. I don't have any friends. You know, there's been a that's there's been a long-standing. Uh, comp- you know, level of complaints in forums and feedback that, uh, nope, I can't do that because I, I play solo. Well, I think you can play solo and have fun. I do it all the time in this game. I'll, I'll go in solo and, and have some fun. Uh, but I think right. at the core of the game, Fractious Heart's absolutely right. The core of the game is about community and playing with others and interacting and communication. And I almost think sometimes that Bungie has this sort of, um, you know, you see it in their charity and their, their, um, their, they have this really core philosophy going on over there of, of making it all about community and, and, and using, using the medium, the video game medium, especially how it is now with multiplayer and um broadband um they're well, they're using this platform to to really try to create a community and and so it, it's definitely at the to, core of the philosophy right which brings us to another topic that i don't know if we want to save for for next week or another time but uh the opportunities to find friends and to do LFG or to gather a fire team together in game is a, is one thing to match make. It's another to, Hey, I'm looking to do this activity and I'm trying to get flawless and I'm looking for a group to do it. 
it would be nice if that was more accessible just when you hop on. Like you could just go and like put your name in or fill out a form. Like if you're doing this scourge one, go down to eight and one and that there be a place where you could have like an LFG ish type thing where you could find other players who are looking to do the same thing you're doing. Right. Right. I mean, we, we've done LFG a little bit. We dabbled a little bit with it. I know we did it for, I mean, it's actually how, not really, it wasn't really LFG, but uh, it was someone just finding me in the tower and asking me if I would help. But it's how our core raid team got together. Right. Someone finding our, me saying, our clan, hey, if you will. You right. Do Kings fall with us, with us. And I'm like, I'm not sure you want me. I'm not that good, but I'll play with you if you want. So, um, yeah. And fractious heart said guided games never made it out of, out of beta. Did it? And it's like, they had a good idea. It just kind of never, it missed the mark. Uh, but I think a lot of Vanilla Destiny 2 missed the mark. And instead, when they were busy trying to revamp and they did Forsaken and all the other things, I think they put that... I put. I think they put the LFG on hold because there were other things that they really needed to um, focus on. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to criticize and second guess and hindsight's always 2020 on decisions they make and right. you know i remember in, I, in destiny one for the longest time people were like why do you have to go to an app or the web to read the lore why don't they have it in game and so i remember they the big thing was they put it in game and now people are complaining that they can't <laughs> can't go and read it outside of the game you know so the port right the the, the they can't win you know it's no, I, I don't know i mean I, yeah and it, and there, raid mechanics in the game but for a game that wants you to fo wants that like it's really guiding you to or it's really trying to get you to play with others it's right like, it's not a solo they don't want you to have a solo experience they're not saying mm, you can't have a solo i wouldn't go experience. that far I wouldn't go They're that far. You can't. Right. How many times do you go in, besides a lost sector, how many opportunities do you have to play where there are not blueberries around? Mm, lost sector. Strikes. Strikes. You're, no. you're with others. No, you're with in every. Open world. Right, you're, you're with, with others. others. Strikes and dungeons. I mean, lost sectors and dungeons. And raids are the three things, like the things that are um, not match made. Things that aren't match made activities are the things that you go in. You have to be. So the bulk of the um, the the bulk of what you do is with others, and those non match making activities like the dungeon and the raids aren't designed for you to do solo. They Actually, they are. The dungeons, I would argue, are, are they're hitting up both notes. They're, they're making... Both notes. They they're design not, them not, to be solo. Solo-a-bull. They, they actually desi design the dungeons to be uh, 
for Endgame, uh, it's to be a solo activity for Endgame, I think. They're de- they're designed for it, but that doesn't mean that they're the... Oh, I don't know. Let's talk more about the Raiders. And Nightfalls, too. Like Nightfalls are, are also designed to solo. Because they, you know, once you get up to a certain level, the matchmaking gets turned off. So you either go in, the, in a fire team, but you can go in solo. And, what are you talking about? The what, Nightfalls. Right. Ordeal. Yep, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah. And they, so they're designed to be uh, yeah, they, they've done put solo. Challenges for the so- they've put challenges in for the solo players. Right. It's almost like it's I an feel. added challenge to do something, and to su- yeah. do those solo. But, but they're designed for that. I feel like the, the, I'm going to say 80% of the game is designed for you to be working cooperatively with others to complete a task. Right. And and raiding and raiding is like just a, too you can't do matchmaking in raiding because the mechanics are too complex. You definitely have to right. go and in with friends who are like patient with you. The world who who like like the challenge and say I'm going to figure out how to do this solo. Right. Like, After he's run it 100 times with his raid team, right? You know, they run it right. when it comes out and they and then they do it so that they can run the thing blind like Datto used to do blindfolded raids with somebody telling him what right. to do you know it's yeah but that's that's yeah, a whole yeah. different level of of engagement yeah, that's, that's, with it right but on the other hand it it the uh challenge um the challenge for those higher end players is not really what i was talking about it's really more how the design of a good portion of that material is for you to work cooperatively with others. And because of that, I feel like the opportunity to find other players to do that, it would be nice if it was a little easier and a little more accessible that you didn't have to go to an outside app. Right. Even if it's a companion app that you didn't have to do an outside app to find it that if you were looking to um complete a particular achievement or a particular triumph or you just want to try uh crown of sorrow but you only know two other players and you're looking for three others and like i said our, you know our core raid team uh, we play with because one of them accosted me in the tower in Destiny 1 and said, will you play King's Fall with us? And you were out of town. And I, I like, like, yeah, and I, I like how the so, whole Twitch has been a real good vehicle for raid help. Uh, you had like Dads of Destiny and Dames of Destiny and all those. And it, they would have, um, you know, raid education and they would just have people who were new to the raid and walk them through it. And the entry point was through the Twitch chat. Uh, can I join right. in and learn how to do this? Sure. Yeah. We're, and I think there's still so, people who do that, but it's just a little different. No, there's still people who do, you know, raid. And I think that was the intent behind the guided games. It just, its implementation uh, fell short. It still exists. I think you can still do it. Right? I'm, it's I'm still hoping, in there. I I don't, I think so. They haven't taken it out. I'm just hoping that they're, it, it, 
it's at least in their mind so that when Beyond Light comes out, there are uh, some increased opportunities to be able to uh, talk with others. Right. Um, I think we're going to have to call this, uh, All right. you know, kind of cut this off now. Because um, you need another I, cup um, of coffee. I like it. I do need another cup of coffee. And we've talked before that I am remotely. I am on a break with my family and they are wanting to go out and do some activities that I would love to go out and do with them. So, Sounds good. Um, taking a break, Stinny. I'm going to say goodbye. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks all that listened in. Appreciate it. Would love any feedback anybody has. Um, Yeah. And we'll see you all next week. Yep. Uh, So I just want to say if you you want to get in touch with us, you can uh, use the links below. You can find us on Twitter. You can find, uh, send us an email. And, uh, yeah, I think this podcast is going out to most of the major, um, distribution networks for podcasts. Uh, so your favorite, you can check except us out for iTunes. Your, except for iTunes, because I think they don't like us or they, they're just very, uh, finicky when it comes. Their vetting process is a, is a little, is a little, uh, longer. That's yeah. all. So you've been so, listening to episode three of the um, Paracasual Destiny podcast. I'm Sewell Time, joined with Sally Bug, and we bid you farewell. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.